Josh and Nicole. Amazing. You're going to find yourself singing that. I want you to go out right after service and go buy uh, several of their CDs. Give them to friends. And I'm going to tell you, it's a great way to invite people to church. Is hand them one of those CDs and go, hey, they lead worship at my church. You need to come out and be a part of that. I'm, not, I'm serious. Why are you all laughing? I'm serious. Hand it to them. That's a great inviting tool. Uh, get your Bibles uh, or whatever device you're going to look at this on and uh, turn to 1 John chapter 4. I want to say uh, again how happy we are that all of our guests are here. Thanks for coming, and uh, we hope that you feel right at home, that everybody was nice to you, and uh, we'd like to meet you after service, hang out there. We're registering for gatherings and get to know some folks that you don't know. Again, I want to encourage you that if you're not, if you have not been a part of a gathering, make sure that you are. And uh, if you have last year, let's do it again uh, this session because this is the lifeblood of our church. Loving, giving, living. Loving passionately, giving generously, and living abundantly. And we believe that there is no way you can truly live abundantly until you are doing it in community and on a daily basis. Everybody say this with me. Church begins as soon as church ends. So when we say amen, God bless you, that's when the church really goes into action and begins to start doing what we're supposed to do. And a great way to do that is through our gatherings. We had a wonderful time uh, Wednesday night at First Wednesday Worship. Those of you that were here, we had about 100 people that were here. And, man, we just went after it and worshiped and just a beautiful time. And uh, so that was just kind of sets us up for today. All right. First John chapter 4, we're beginning a series or what we're calling a teaching theme that will be for the month of February. And who knows, we may just keep on rolling with it. But we're starting a, a teaching theme today called True Love. And we're going to be breaking this down, unpacking this throughout the next three or, or four services about what it really means to, to find true love. First John 4. Everybody good? A little quiet today? Nudge your neighbors, say, you all right? You got enough coffee? Okay. Just checking. All right. 1 John 4, 16. And so we know and rely, I love that, on the love that God has for us. And we could, I'm, I, seriously, as I was reading through this passage of Scripture, these two verses or three verses in 1 John I told Kristen I'm finding so, finding so many nuggets and so much revelation that I, I've been in ministry for 27 years, 28 years now, and found things in this I had never seen before just leaping out at me. Just those words, no. So we know the love, and we rely upon the love. Those two, that series in itself, that's six weeks just on those words right there, just to know the love that God has for us. You know, our lives would change if we just knew the love that God has for us, right? And then we could rely upon the love that God has for us. God is love. One of the most quoted three words in the Bible. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete. Everybody say complete. Right, I, want, I don't want you just to say it. I want you to say it loudly. Say it on the count of three. One, two, three. Complete. 
Now, when you look that up in other translations or in the original text, it means this. Complete means perfect or perfected, mature, grown up, or pure. Everybody say pure. Complete and total. My family makes fun of the way I say pure, so I'm going to just say it again. Pure, all right? And also mature, and I said both of them in the same word, both of them. My boys just laugh uncontrollably when I say those words. How do you say it? Pure, is that right? Pure. <laughs> they say that I put a sil- two syllables in that one syllable word, pure, all right, all right. So pure and mature, that's what they say. So here we are. The word perfected means, y'all say it, and are completed, it grown up, nothing wrong with it. I mean, it is just the way it's supposed to be. This is how love is made complete. This is what we're going to be talking about for the next several weeks. We want to get to a place that we fully understand and grasp and are living in complete love or true love. I mean, everybody's looking for it, right? They're looking for true love. Some of you thought you married it and then found out maybe you didn't. Or you think you're hanging out with it right now or that, whatever it is, that thing that you're chasing. If I could just get that, that would be my one true love. We want to really boil this down over the next several weeks and get to the end of this and hopefully we can all know and rely on the complete love. So he said, this is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. How many of you want to stand on the day of judgment with confidence? I mean, don't you think that's what we're all looking for? And I would say nine times out of ten, if you ask people, are you confident on the day of judgment? Most people say, eh, I want to be. I just don't know. This is how we can stand in confidence. Let me say something to you. If you're not confident in the product, you're not going to sell the product. And people are going to see through you. They're going to know you're a fake. I turned to someone a moment ago. I said, how is this church just not overflowing and packed with that kind of music right there? I mean, how do you just keep people out of this? It's probably the preaching. That's probably the most part of it. How do you keep, you know why it is? Because we're not confident in the product. Forget the music. It could be any church that preaches the gospel of Jesus Christ. If we were confident in the product that we were selling, you could not shut us up. So I want us to get confident in what God has called us to do. And this is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. How many want to know how to be confident on the day of judgment? How many want to know how to be confident right here, right now? How about the rest of y'all? You good where you are? You want to be confident? This is it. Here it is. In this world, we are like Jesus. Simple. That's it. God bless y'all. Have a great day. We'll see you next Sunday. No, as a matter of fact, that's pretty much the whole series. That word right there, that's the series. So you don't even have to come back. God bless y'all. Matter of fact, that's the theme of our church. You don't even have to come back to church anymore. This is what we're called to do right here. If we could grasp this, that's a joke, by the way, not a very good one. This is what we could grasp. If we could get this thing right here, then we would have confidence. We would have a love that we've never known we could live in and rely on. And it's simple. It's this, to be like Jesus. Verse 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment 
The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Again, over the next several weeks, we're going to be diving into this. Those of you that battle with fear and battle with comparison, we want to get this thing and get it into our hearts. Father, I pray right now that you would help me speak this the way you've given it. I pray you would help me convey the exact words that you want conveyed here today in the mighty name of Jesus. Everybody say amen. Need a little more monitor up here, please. Thank you. I want to say once again how much I'm thankful for our band that worked so hard and, and played so well. Today was just incredible. Thank you guys so much. Chris and I had been married just a few months, and for those of you who don't know our story, I was raised uh, in the ministry. My family was in the ministry. And uh, so I met Kristen uh, in ministry. I was uh, speaking at a church and, and leading worship uh, for a, uh, a concert <laughs> and our conference, I should say. And that's how I met Kristen. Kristen came from a family that were believers, strong believers, love the Lord. Um, they were in the medical field. Her dad was a, a pharmacist. He was the president of the State Board of Health. Kristen as a doctor of pharmacy along with her sister. So that's, that's what they did. Involved in the church, but weren't involved in ministry. And her dad had prepared everything for these girls just to pick up where he left off. Uh, he was an independent retail pharmacist, pharmacy, and he bought four, uh, three pharmacies and uh, ended up with a fourth one. But at that time, he had three, one for him and one to give to each girl. Is all taken care of. And then here comes along this Pentecostal preacher from Mississippi and just ruins that whole plan. Thank God that his, her mom and dad still love me and they had a heart for God and a heart for ministry. And so literally just snatched Kristen up and she went from, you know, this kind of world to suddenly thrust into this world of ministry. And we were traveling at that point. And back then, when you traveled, you know, most of the time it wasn't nice hotels. Uh, it was, you stayed with the pastors, you were in their home, and some of them podunk towns way back in the back, you know, where the only thing they had was fried fish and chicken and dumplings. And look, I love both of those, but like every day, it just was some, and sometimes the same pot for like three or four days, just, yeah. So that's, that's how, they, it was just a culture shock, and that's, that's how we were. And so every, every place we would go to, it was just a different culture shock for Kristen. It was like, oh. I remember, though, one of these days, there was a shock on me. I could take you where we were. It was a Shoney's in West Monroe, Louisiana. That take anybody back right there? Shoney's. <laughs> and uh, I was sitting across the table from the pastor and his wife, and they were uh, senior citizens. And he looked at me, and I had my arm around Kristen. We'd been married a few months, and I was just hugging on her and kissing on her and he looked at me, I don't know if it made him mad or made him jealous or, or his wife was kicking him under the table, I don't know what was going on, but he said, you think you love her, don't you? I said, uh, yes, sir. <laughs> Matter of fact, I know that I love her. He said, you don't know anything about love. And he said, but you will. Well, when he said you don't know anything about love, I wanted to crawl over the table and throw him through the salad bar at Shoney's is what I wanted to do. 
And then after he said, but you will, it softened it a little bit, but I still want to at least throw some water on him or something. It bothered me. How dare you say that? Now, years later, I still don't like that he said it. (laughs) Still don't like how he said it, but I get it. I understand. Because looking back, I can tell you without a doubt that my love for Kristen now is different than the love that I had for her then. Because we've gone through stuff. I've watched her walk through things with her head held high. I've watched her fail. She's watched me fail. We've forgiven. We've loved. We've cared. We've strengthened. So I love her completely different after 22 years than I did then. Matter of fact, I love my kids differently. When they came out of their mom and I held them in my hands, I thought there's no way that I could ever love any other human being any more than these boys, and yet I do. My love for them is different now than it was then. My love for my mom and dad and for my sister and for my brother who is going to be with the Lord is different now than it was then because now as a parent, I have a concept and a context and a perception of why mom and dad did what they did. And so I understand that so my love for them is different. My love for Cheyenne and for my brother is different now than it was then. Does that make sense? But I also have found that I have a different love for my elementary best friend now than I did then. I don't even know where he is now. I can barely remember his name. My love now for my first crush, who I thought could never, no one could ever be prettier than her. And now I see pictures on Facebook, and she really ain't that pretty at all. (laughs) My wife says I shouldn't say that. She don't know who it is. How many am I right where you are right now? You know exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, I I will never forget, there was this one girl, oh my goodness, I was so, oh, that was it, I was in love with her. I thought this was the one for me, my goodness. I'll never forget, we were at a Dairy Queen, and my daddy walks by. My dad is a man of few few words, but when he says it, you better listen. My dad walks by just like this. He says, you know she's not the one for you, right? And just rolled up and just got some ketchup for his fries. He's like, what? I had a card I was about to mail to her that was just going to set everything in stone. I took that card and just put it in the trash can. That's simple. But I thought at that moment, there's no one I could ever love anybody. Anyway, I could never love anybody like this, ever. And now it's like, what? what? There's no emotions. There's no feelings. So my love for Kristen and family and for this church has deepened and grown stronger. And yet my love for people from my past has diminished and it has faded. So what it tells me is that my love changes. My love switches. My love moves. It, it fades and diminishes or it grows. How about you? Does your love change? I see you. Does your love change? Look at me. Does your love change? Anybody? 
Has it changed over time? Have you had, had love that you thought was just so powerful and so strong, and yet it just kind of dissipated and went down? Or have you had love that you thought, eh, this is okay, and it just grew and grew? You didn't ever think you could love that person. Now, oh, my goodness, I'm absolutely head over heels. If you are, just turn around and tell them right now. That would be an awesome thing to do. Is this what y'all were waving at back there? Okay, I thought something was on fire, my goodness. <laughs> just a nervous wreck. I thought something was flying around me. It, just, it was a microphone. That was the deal, right? Okay, all right, here we go. That good? Test one, two, we all right? All right. Now, where was I? Love changes. Can we edit that? I do definitely feel like Jimmy Fallon right now. Can we edit that out? Yes. Um, Our love changes because there's only true, one true love. That's what you find out is that no matter what you think or what you've been taught or what Valentine's Day and Hallmark tries to sell you, there's only one true love. First John 4, 16, let's get back to it. And so we know and rely on the love that God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. God is love. Literally every word in this text could be taken and examined. Every word. But that phrase, God is love. You love never. Just songs could be written about the love of God and the love of God. Here's why God's love never changes. Because God never changes. And God is love. We say we need to love like God loves. No, we don't. God is love. God doesn't love. He is love. He doesn't have to work on it. He doesn't have to muster it up. He just is what he is, and everything he does comes out of that. God is love. So when it says God's love or the love of God, it's just God being God. It's God who he is. We're human beings. We got to work on loving. We got to be taught to love. We got to learn to love, right? Not God. He just is what he is, and love comes out of that. So how do I get that love to me? That's what we want to talk about for the next several weeks. This is how love is made complete or perfect, or this is how love is perfected. This is how love grows up. This is how love is true among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. Simple. Done. How do I get to a place that I am walking in true love? Be like Jesus. This is how it is completed. This is how you step into true love. Be like Jesus in this world. God is love, and his love is perfected in us when we are like Jesus. So here's what I believe religion spends most of our time doing, trying to make us better people. Most of religion is this. I want to make you better than you are. 
How many of you right now would raise your hand and say that in your life and in your world and in your relationships, you feel like you need to work on loving more? Raise your hand. Loving better. Learning how to express your love and how to convey your love and learning how to receive love. I mean, we talk about that stuff all the time. I, I want to be a, I want to be better and I've read books about it and I've, I've preached sermons on it. But the issue is this. True love is not my love at a better state. Write this down. True love is a love that my love has diminished so much that God's love takes over. That's when you step into true love. True love, wob, true wob. Man, we should have had, we should have opened up with that one, shouldn't we? True love is not me being better at love. True love is me taking a back seat and allowing Jesus to shine through. True love is Jesus' love. So in other words, we don't need more love. We need more Jesus. What the world needs now. Y'all know what to say, do you? <laughs> we, you and I, work so hard, and we hear these messages that it's all about love and love, and if the world just had love, and if your family had love. No, if the world just had Jesus. You probably heard me say this before. I know most of you have. We always work on being better us and thinking that, that if, if, if we just had more, if I, was, if, I had, if I had more freedom, I could love more. If, if, I was, if I was a little nicer, I could. If I had more of this and more of that. No, the issue is to love more, you don't need any more of you. Matter of fact, it's just the opposite. We need less of us. Less of us. So my expression of love to the world should not be my expression of my love to the world. My expression of love to the world should be less of me, more of Jesus. You do not need anything more to love more. Matter of fact, you need less to love more. I hope this changes the way we love our communities. Because our communities don't need love, they need Jesus. Social conscious, that's awesome. Doing community works, that's great. Doing missions work, that's great. But if it only expresses more of our love and not Jesus' love, we're not doing what God has called us to do. If your call to missions and your call to ministry is based on your love for those people, then you're missing the whole point. It has to be based on a Jesus love for those people because your love will diminish. Your love will fade. Matter of fact, you falling in love with someone and marrying someone, you need to make sure that it's a Jesus love that is taking you toward that way. And we're going to talk more about what that means because here's the scripture says, your heart is deceitful. 
and it is wicked. Your love will mess you up. It will lead you down wrong paths. But a Jesus love leads and directs and guides and protects and cares for. We're going to get into 1 Corinthians 13, but that'd be some good homework for you. When it talks about when that which is perfect is come. There's our word again, perfect love. And it says that prophecies are going to pass away. All the stuff that we pride ourselves in is going to be gone. Love is going to be standing there the whole time. This perfect love, this Jesus love. So look at your neighbor and say, you do not need anything more. Come on, look at your neighbor, tell him. Say, you do not need anything more to love more. Some of you must not like the person you're sitting beside. I'm not going until you do it, all right? Turn to your neighbor, say, I'm sorry for not saying in the first place, all right? You do not need anything more to love more. All right, you ready? Now turn to that person that was your second choice, all right? And say to them, say this with me, here we go. But you also don't need anything more to be loved more. That's the knowing the love that God has for us. And relying on the love that God has for us. A lot of people don't even know it. It's like Shine was saying a moment ago, the revelation that you love me allows me to love you in return. Most people don't even have that revelation. Oh, we know that God loves us, but do you know how much he loves you? I mean, really? That revelation... No, I know it, and then, that's great, because then there's that click, oh, I know it, this revelation. But then here comes the next step. Now I'm going to make a conscious choice to rely on that love. How many can say amen to there's a big difference between the two? First of all, there's a big difference in just, okay, God loves me, and knowing the love that God has, big deal, stepping into that, whoa, let's go. And then this next step of, all right, now I'm going to rely not on how good I am or the works that I have done or what I haven't done or the failures I've made. I'm not going to rely on those things. I'm going to rely on the love that he has for me that never fails, that never gives up, that never ends, that keeps on going to the ends of the world. Romans 5 and 8. This is a scripture that we will be talking about over the next several weeks. But God demonstrates his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You don't need anything more to love more except Jesus. And you don't need anything more to be loved more except Jesus. He's not looking for you to be better. Matter of fact, we've ruined the world by us trying to be better. That's why Eve ate the apple. She wanted to be better. 
And God's saying, I liked you the way you were. That's why I didn't want you to touch the apple. I created you that way. That was the enemy's trick. Oh, but if you ate this, you could be like God. And God is saying, I made her like me in my own image. Everything's cool. But now that you ate the apple, now we got to spend a whole bunch of time getting her back to the state to be like me. It was simple. Things, life was easy. It was great until she thought she needed more. Don't need more. We need less. We need less. And sometimes we just talk about more of you, Jesus. I want more. I want more. I'm more. But we're not willing to say less of us because it's about our ideas and our visions and our dreams and my sermons and my song and my kids and my house and my budget and my money and my, 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 me, 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 my, my, my. I want more of you in my time. I want more of you in my life. I want more of you in my finances. I want more of you. See, in my church, I want more. See, just it's all about me. It's a me. And this is why kids don't come out of your mama's, out of the mama's belly loving. They don't. They come out, me, milk, hungry, me, change me, feed me. They come out needing, they need you, but they don't love you. Much as you want to believe that. You love them, right? Instantly. Soon they come out, oh, why? Because you created them. See, we'll get to that in a couple of weeks. You created them. That's why you love instantly. That's how God just instantly, I loved you, but even while you were sinners, I loved you. How can you love me? Because I made you. That's why I made you. You're part of me. I just love. Kids aren't that way. You got to teach them to love. That's why love is a commandment. The first and the second commandment, they're both up here. And that is what? Love God and love others. We just think kids come out, I love my mommy. No, I'm going to teach you to love your mommy. You're going to learn to love your mommy. There's a commandment based on love. And I don't understand why we think that murder is wrong and stealing is wrong, but it's okay not to love. It's just okay. And it doesn't just say love, it says love with all of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. All of it. That's a hard commandment. (laughs) That's why it's a commandment. There are laws that are set there because God knows what we need to do. And And Jesus said this, the laws and the prophets hang on these two passages. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. If we would have done those two things, there would have been no need for prophets, no need for the laws, no need for any of it. Just love God, love others, let's go to heaven. True love is not an emotion. True love is not a feeling. True love is not chills. True love is a being. True love is a spirit. True love is God. True love is Jesus Christ. And you and I are never going to enter into a place of true 
unadulterated love without more of Jesus. We have an entire community, an entire city that is waiting on someone to show them true love. Not our love, not our love songs, not us, him. More, more, more. And I'm looking in this room right now for those of you that have been looking for love all the wrong places, just searching, looking. And we laugh, but you know it's the truth. And even now, you know you found the one that you're supposed to be with, but even in them you're looking for love that they're never going to be able to give you. You're looking for acceptance. You're looking for significance in them. They're not going to be able to give it to you. They're not good enough. They're not strong enough. It's not going to happen. The only way we're going to find true love is Jesus Christ. I really wish that it was easier than that. And I really wish it was more complicated than that. Because we do. We want some big complicated thing that we can't figure out. And that gives us an excuse. And it's not that complicated. It's just more of Jesus. And yet, more of Jesus is the hardest thing you will ever do. Because you've got to continually deny yourself to follow Christ. How many receive that word today? Receive it? It's not an easy word, but I pray that it sets us up for what God wants to do in our church.